Yes, Hearts. Big point one at the weekend. Another step closer to the league title. Fuck off. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How you doing boys? I hope the Easter Bunny was good to eat all. Didn't get one egg to be honest. Uh, I've not had an egg either. Have you not? I, I don't think I've ever eaten a full egg. I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I've had eight eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a savoury man. I wish they would give it crisps at Easter. <laughs> start a petition start your own day <laughs> and uh, how are you doing Paddy how are you coping after another wonderful week as a hearts man yeah great <laughs> <laughs> what's been uh, what's been grinding your gears this week football in general Jarvie I fucking hate it I hate every <laughs> single thing about it it's what? none but depression even out, out with Hearts, you've been hating football. Oh, of course you're an Arsenal fan. You know what, building on that uh, point that Paddy was making, I'm kind of thinking we should just start talking about other hobbies that we have. So uh, <laughs> throughout throughout this podcast, I'm just going to be hitting you with little bits of trivia from uh, some famous films that I love, all right? <laughs> I like that. Cool. The less we talk about Hearts, the better. So just to hit his off, in Shrek 2, Antonio Bandares also done the voice in the Latin American version. Wow. Oh. I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right, where to begin with these managerial rumours, right? So in the last couple of days, it's been... Posted on Jambles kickback by self-declared in the nose that Robbie Nielsen is leaving at the end of the season or once the season is wrapped up and the club has approached Derek McInnes, Alex Neal and Duncan Ferguson. Apparently, there's obviously no truth to these names. We're just saying what we've read. <laughs> First of all, do you feel... Given all the pressure, do you think Nielsen can survive this now? I, I'm pretty confident myself that that is true. How are you thinking about that? I I think you're right. I, I like how you said at the end of the season or when we wrap up the season, but they, they, those two dates are getting closer and closer. It's yeah. looking likely it will be the end of the season. We wrap up the season now. Um, I don't see them staying. I just I think fan pressure has got far too much, and they're trying to be nice about it. Give him to the end of the season, get him his title, and then you know a, a golden handshake. There's your bonus or whatever you got for winning the league. And now fuck off. Mm. You'd hope that if uh, Hart's done that, he would just mutually cancel the rest of his contract as well, so we're not having to pay him. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a settlement <laughs> figure. There's absolutely no chance that's happening. No one pay out. Right. There's no such thing as a free lunch, especially when you're dealing with a dry lunch like Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> um, with those rumours, um, we've got to also say that one in the know has uh, in the know, right, whatever, has said that the Duncan Ferguson rumour is uh, is just false. He said that it's not, there's no truth to that at all. So if we consider Alex Neal versus Derek McInnes, what are you thinking, boys? Who would your preference be? Duncan Ferguson still. I'm not interested in the other two. <laughs> I'd love think, to have uh, Alex Neil. Paddy, Duncan Ferguson, first of all, then, do you think he's had a wee bit of experience interim manager at Everton, but what do you think he could bring, or would it not be too much of a risk? Oh, I, I don't think we'd be very good under him, but it'd be entertaining, and that has been <laughs> sorely lacking recently at heart. So I'd be all about the entertainment. <laughs> Fair enough. Simon, big Alex Neil, man. Yeah, um, I'd much rather Alex Neil. And did you know that uh, Shrek 2 was actually the biggest grossing animated movie uh, ever up until it changed? And it, it, it beat Finding Nemo. £70.2 million opening. Wow. Ooh. That's almost how much money uh, Derek McInnes earned a year at Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather Alex Neil. I feel like Derek McInnes, you know what you're going to get. We're probably finished top six but at least without Neil 
there's like a, a scope to dream. That's Bingo. an interesting way of looking at it. You're completely right there. You, you know exactly what you get with Derek McKinnon. Why not look a wee bit better? Like, what's 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 stopping us? Like, seriously. It's the same with the Robin Nielsen and the Craig Levine appointment. It's all like, oh, it's quite safe. We know what we'll get with that. Why, you know, push the boat out a bit? Hmm. Cameron, what's your, what's your thoughts on the two or, or the three? I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Um, I don't think McInnes would be a bad sign. And the man was successful for his whole time at Aberdeen, really, in terms of what you would judge success at Aberdeen. He finished consistently second or third. Um, mm. And right now, we're a team who have not been able to have any consistency. So, yeah, I don't think it'd be bad, but I'd agree it's not in any way exciting. Yeah. For myself, I'd just be happy to see the back of Nielsen at this stage. You know, I, I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be sad if Alex Neil came in. I think if you were to look at Derek McInnes for me, if you were to go right, Derek McInnes comes. McInnes comes in and he'll stabilise the club as a top, you know, four or five team for three years, and then we'll move on. You know, you'd have to be happy with that at the end of the day. He turned Aberdeen from absolute jobbies, just like Hearts are right now, into what they are today. <laughs> And he done it with St. Johnson as well. Didn't quite work out for him when he went down south, but you know, Derek McInnes has got a good record. But the, the big caveat is that his style of football's pish. So yeah. Uh, also, yeah. you say what Aberdeen are today. I watched them against Dumbarton at the weekend, and they are they are not good. They right. they struggle to score goals, and I know that's not all yeah. McInnes's fault, but still. I mean, he, he did fuck it in the end. I mean, every, the, like most managers, he stayed too long and selling all his strikers and then trying to sign three strikers in January who hadn't played football this season didn't work, surprise. But uh, most of the time, he was a sensible manager and a very stable manager, you've got to say. If he learns for that as well. Aye, aye. Um, that's an interesting point, but Simon, you know what you get with Derek McInnes, Alex Neil, you could get a bit more. But you know, what is a bit more for Hearts? Like what really try and win a, a cup every year and get third every year? Try and win the league. Try, try and try and actually <laughs> win the league. Why did do, why doesn't a team just actually put together a good plan to try and win the league? And it's possible. Smaller teams have won bigger competitions. There's been mm. bigger bigger odds overcome. Yeah, Leicester. Yep. Yeah, Leicester. That's that was huge, and I mean, not everything had to fall right for them, but they still mm -hmm. had to be there to take advantage of it. Brora, yeah. Brora Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek too. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We can only hope that there is truth to these rumours, and Nielsen is leaving. Um. Derek McInnes is linked with Sheffield United, taking over from Paul Heckingbottom, who's looking after them. The now, basically. Looking after is a strong, strong <laughs> couple of words there. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible manager. He's linked there. I could see it. I could see it being Alex Neil, but we'll see. Um, on to another debate. That's been kicking about for the last week. Shea Logan, aka Slogan, versus Cami Logan. Now, what's your thoughts, boys? Do you think Cami Logan should have been kept at the club or brought back to the club to slot in it right back here? Or do you think uh, it was the right decision to bring in some cover? What do you reckon? I don't know if we do we have the option to bring Cami Logan back. Is that possible? I'm sure we could have. It makes sense if, if Shea Logan comes in for like. The, to the end of the season, but then th that was that like three, four games now. Yep, yeah, four games left. Yeah, so really fine, but guaranteed, Cammy Logan will be out on loan somewhere again next season, and Shea Logan will be in the squad. And that's what's disappointing. We all know this is going to happen. Hmm. We all know yeah. Hearts are going to make the wrong decision. I think <laughs> yeah, you know uh, Nielsen was in the press because sort of, he'd obviously been asked about it, and I'm sure he mentioned something along the lines of. There's no point in bringing Cammy Logan back. Um, uh, there's no point in bringing him back as he gets three or four games maximum and then has to sit waiting. And I'm like, well, 
that's exactly what you're doing with Shea Logan, is it no? Yeah. He's signing, you know, another wage there to play him for three or four games maximum. Um, and I was looking because Cove Rangers were playing Rangers and he was on the bench. So he's not even getting game time. I know, but remember, Alec, they've got like 27 games to play over the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting plenty of game time, to be fair. You know. Guys, you're forgetting the most important thing, though, is Cammy Logan's on a small amount of wages. It's not the heart's way. Overspending, <laughs> overpaying players is the only thing we know how to do. Hi. How much does Shea Logan want? Two grand a week? Tell him we'll give him four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, and it, like, I, I don't even think it's that bad a sign. And Shea Logan's a, a decent player, a decent right back. But it just seems really odd why we've signed in a player for these four games when we had a player who we could have brought back. And we probably should have been playing him earlier. You we know should what? never have let him go. Yeah, it, it reeks to me of like every decision this season, kind of straight after the court case, is a team that doesn't really have a fucking plan at all. Aye. Every decision seems to be made once the problem has started or once the problem is almost over. There never seems to be sort of any forward planning or any sort of idea about any future decisions being made and, and where we're going to be in three months, where we're going to be in six months, where we're going to be in a year. Yeah. It kind of exactly seems right. to go, oh shit, there's a hole in the canoe. <laughs> and then they start trying to deal with it then. Aye. Because... The only reason we've signed them to play right back is because we've now having to put a right back at centre back because the centre backs are crap. Like and that. then he was in. Uh, Michael Smith was playing at left back at a, uh, on a point at Dunfermline. Yeah. <laughs> and now Fadey White's out long term because Kingsley's also out. We're going to have to play Craig Halkett at left back. We're going to have a centre back at left back. A fucking <laughs> new <laughs> knee for four games at right back. A right back at centre back. And Popescu, if you can even call him a footballer, playing at centre back as well. <laughs> Let's call that our worst back four of all time, or at least our lifetimes now. How much money are we spending on this squad? Oh, two two injuries. Money. One or two injuries has completely just ruined everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy time. Um, that's my, sorry, Jarvie, that's my biggest worry with McInnes, though, is if we just start bringing in players like Shea Logan, like Aberdeen Rejects, because it's happened before. It's, they like to bring in players they know. Well, I think you can criticise McInnes for a lot of things, Paddy, but I don't think you can criticise the player, his signing policy. I think he's brought in some unbelievable players over the years to Aberdeen. And you think some I, of the players... Five by the time they get to us. Oh, but that's not his fault. <laughs> <He's at Aberdeen. laughs> well, it will be if he signs him. <laughs> but like Paddy's point. <laughs> I don't think you can presume that McInnes would want to bring in a bunch of has-beens. You know, he's his own man. He's not been at the club before, unlike most folk. <laughs> I think it'd be unfair to judge McInnes for that. Having said that, Shea Logan could have been McInnes's uh, first signing. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, speaking of another player that's uh, that's been linked with the club, it was like last Tuesday, so cash your minds way back. Uh, Ali Crawford, former, formerly at Hearts, aged between 10 and 16. Uh, he had a trial a couple of years ago. It was that period where we were re-signing Stephen Naismith. We went for Naismith instead. Bolton fans hate him. Tramier fans seem to love him, but they also loved Cole Stockton. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ali Crawford? Would you like to see him coming in, strengthen the midfield in the summer? My only worry is, is that he's only had two serious knee injuries, so I'm not really sure if he's going to fit that mould. How old is he? 30? He's got time to come in, just sign a long term contract, and, and get it, get that third knee injury just like everyone else. And <laughs> looks hopeful. Mm-hmm. It just it's, it's just lacks a complete uninspiration, isn't it? There's just absolutely almost like they've just found a player who's almost out of contract. He's Scottish, he's once played at a high level. Let's see what he can do at Hearts. Did we not try that in January? Was it uh, Gary McKay, Steve and I? And he's absolutely <laughs> right. Aye, it's exactly that. Oh, there's a, a player down south that wants to come back up the road. I will take him. How much do you want? Aye, that's fine. We'll pay even more. Yeah, don't worry about that. We'll sort that. <laughs> We're talking about a player here that wasn't even good enough for Craig Levine to sign. <laughs> like, he signed everyone. Aye, exactly. <laughs> How bad do you have to be to have not been one of the 500 players at Levine's side? 
That is very true. Craig Levine did sign Danny Amananqua. He's looked at that man and said, oh, aye, we've got a player here. <laughs> um, I read someone compared Ali Crawf- Crawford's career path to Paul Hartley's before he joined Hearts. He kind of also played with some pish before coming to us, winning a cup, going on to be a Celtic legend. They're a bit different, but it's one of those things like you're going to get lucky. You're going to sign a player that's going to have a big breakthrough and just find his form, aren't you? I guess you'll never know. You'd be surprised if it happened to Ali Crawford who goes on the sign for Rangers or something. <laughs> Aye, I just, I've seen it too many times to trust that it's going to happen and work out this time. Paul Hartley was only 27. <laughs> yeah, two years. I guess that's a bit, there's a big leap between 27 and 29 to be fair. It's all downhill for here. <laughs> um, right, we've already touched on it. Stephen Kingsley's out for the rest of the season or thereabouts. Uh, never seen that coming. An injury-prone player playing every minute for the whole Did season. Once he'd sign a contract. No. <laughs> uh, A.D. White had to go off uh, a contact injury. He's probably never going to play for Hearts again. <laughs> We've got no left-back. We're going to see Craig Halkett go to left-back now. How are you feeling about this back four to talk about a bit more? Are you showing yourself <laughs> for this running now? When it was like fully, when it was like all of them fit, I didn't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I surely you get to a point where you go, maybe we should change the formation a bit. Maybe we should play to our Wait, strengths. Do we not have like any sort of late teens, early 20s youth players coming through in any of these positions? Uh, one's at Cove Rangers. Um, like it just seems just like the perfect opportunity to just play these guys. Where literally we just need to limp over the line, but at least we'll get some sort of something from it. Well, yeah. I you know, and we said at the start of the season that this would be an ideal season just to blood some of these youngsters into the squad. But mm-hmm. we've had Andy Irvin, really. That's it. Yeah, and he was already sort of a first team. Aye. Yeah. Just a big waste. Like in Trek Two and Puss in Boots was originally meant to be an <laughs> English character, but uh, they changed it because they thought he'd be too similar to Lord Farquhar. <laughs> but one was a human and one was a cat. The accent. All right. Oh. Oh, aye. Fence is fucked. Club's fucked. <laughs> um, on a, a more positive note. Uh, Nand Wheelie was in the papers, read a nice wee story saying how Teddy Sheringham gave him loads of uh, solid advice and one-on-one training when they were together at Stevenage. And he says that he's still nowhere near his Blackpool form where he reigned in goals in the, the holiday sunshine coast. <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, is he a small glimmer of hope ahead of next season? Do you think he's going to go on to do big things for us? Aye. I do. I think he's he's a very good player, and I don't think we're playing anywhere near to his strengths. So I think he'll only get better. Mm. Um, he's yeah, like the, the way the way that we play is never going to be suitable really for him. The fact that we're playing this big tall striker, but kind of whip a ball, and um, anytime we do whip a ball and it gets his head, he tends to score. Um, but I if we can get him the right service and playing at his strengths, I think he'll be he'll be good. He's a handful. Mm-hmm. Crazy that you sign seven wingers and not one of them can whip a ball in. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, Roberts scored two at the weekend. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, was it Farmington United or something, but no, I mean, yeah. we just got beat off Broder, so you know, could have used that. Yeah. You, you've got it's to almost... wonder if Roberts will get another chance under a new manager next season. I wouldn't want him to. Nah. Well, why not? If he's if he's doing it in Motherwell, and we can get the right coach in, then at least it's a player we don't have to pay money for. We're already paying him. Hmm. I, I agree with that. I also thought when he first joined us, he didn't look terrible. It's... Yeah. He never got a consistent run in any position that you felt like he actually played in. He played I... up front more than I ever seen him on the wing. I remember that Nielsen used to just move the wingers a bit every 20 minutes and then yeah. put a lot of fun in that. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> Almost like he's not got a fucking clue what he's doing. <laughs> Wikipedia yeah. only credits him with six games, perhaps. Six league games, but he had four in the League Cup as well. 
It's just not a lot, is it? It's not a big sample size. No. So, right, listen, he's played he played 10 goals for Hearts in all competitions, had one assist, and he's played seven games for Motherwell. He's got two, three goals and two assists. And they've said he's looking great. Yeah. Feels, like, feels like a Hearts issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is our problem. Like, and it has been for the last five years. Jordan Roberts, how long was his contract length for Hearts? I thought it was just a year. Is it longer? It was a two-year deal. Oh, is it? So he will technically be at back with us in the summer then, yeah? Yeah, probably pay Motherwell to take him off us or something like that. Probably. He might not want to come back. Right. Okay. Um, right, Hammy. Uh, Jambles kickback user Hans, uh, who I understand he kind of posts his findings after every annual account posted something this week going into what seems like quite a lot of sketchy stuff behind the scenes at the club. Uh, do you want to walk us through this and, and go into some details? I, I mean, a lot of this stuff was sort of known. I mean, the main one being the fact that Am Budgie's brother got the contract to fit out the new stand. Um, now, he only had a very small joinery business, but he's made an excess of six million from doing the retrofitting of the stand. There's um, Gary Halliday and Am Budge shared business interests. And Halliday is related to Andy Halliday, who's signed. Um, Andrew McKinley, who's the new CEO. I don't remember him. Um, He's the husband of Leslie Blair, who's the central service director at the club. So there's a, I mean, obviously we're not going to sit here and say that there's dodgy goings on. Like we have no proof of that, obviously, but it doesn't look good, right? And, Listen, nobody would really be looking into this if we were winning and things were going well. And now it's all, everything's now going under a microscope. And these things are coming up um, a wee bit more. And I generally don't really have a lot of care about who does the main stand and things like that. But it's all links back to the money that, you know, because Foundation of Hearts are having to put the money in that the fans are putting in to, to do all this. And it just it gets more people going against the club, essentially. I think it can also create a, an atmosphere of sort of like jobs for the boys and sort of like a, a, a lethargy that it doesn't really matter because I'm friends with them, so my position's safe. Aye. And if you ever feel like that in your job, that you can do nothing, essentially, especially like you've got to remember that Hearts, as well as being like a, a sports club and whatever, it's a, it's a multi-billion, a multi-million pound business, sorry. So it, it really is like high stakes and it is a lot of money to be playing with. So you better be good at your job. Mm-hmm. So if you are getting preferential treatment or you're not picking the best person for the job, you're picking someone's family member or, or someone's friend or someone that you're close with, then that competition just sort of dies and the energy in the club can, can die. Mm-hmm. And like you say, Hammy, it's Foundation of Hearts money at the end of the day that's in this pocket here. You know, if it's pri- if it was private to private businesses and they're doing some shady stuff, tax avoidance, whatever they want, <laughs> allegedly, asterisks against that, then fair enough. But it's it's supporters' money. You know what I mean? Where's where's the tender? It's that man said outside Ibrox. Where's the deeds? <laughs> surely, surely. I mean, the foundation have someone on the board, so. Any of this would have been voted on. I'm sure it was. So, so the foundation are, do have a, a say in that. Mm-hmm. But you wonder how much they're just also sort of part of it. Yeah, yeah. yes, men. Yeah. Or women. Right. It all just seems so dirty from top to bottom, really. Very Tory government way of doing things. And that's worked out well the last year. <laughs> <laughs> Give, give, our pal, give our pals the contracts. Right. Yeah. Oh, you make fishing nets, do you? Do you want 200 million <laughs> There's also, I got, I got a lot deeper as well with regards to you know, Foundation of Hearts. and Because Amber just continuing to hold the shares and Foundation of Hearts should be buying them out. And it, there was a, an article or an agreement clause six. So it should have handed over. There was no time frame for the Foundation of Hearts, and it's just it's been continually put back. So we're at the point now where and budgets all be, been paid off. So Foundation of Hearts need to just transfer a hundred thousand pounds 
and that's it. And then there was all oh, the, you know, Ambudge wants to have a party and this is why it's been delayed because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so you've got more fans now pushing, because of that, pushing the Foundation of Hearts just to buy those shares out so that we can be fan-owned and, and do this and that. And there was suggestions that, you know, Ambudge just ploughed in, I think it was about three million of her own money to help the club stay afloat. So she's holding on to the shares as a bit of a security. Um, she wants to still be on the board so she knows that she'll get her money back. And again, this is all just chat. There's no actual sort of proof that that's what she's doing. But it's an interesting take um, that she's essentially got security. And she's, I guess, uh, you could say she's holding the club to ransom a little bit there. I mean, it is her money, so technically yeah. I don't blame her. But um, what I sort of got for that was that if we're having to, if we've got having to put, you know, we we always know that the Foundation of Hearts and Benefactors are putting in money to keep us afloat. But if we're getting in such a, a deep puddle that is three million in debt, and it just really highlights that how badly we're getting run. If that's the case, like we're absolutely pissing what uh, pissing money. I think we, the one, the one thing that's probably just worth noting for the other side is that everybody suddenly becomes some sort of business expert on on kickback and they know exactly what's going on within the club and you know to to think that and we, we said it last week on the interview to think that we should know every single detail of the club's dealings businesses don't run like that yeah no. yeah like Cammy said at the start i wouldn't care about any of this if it was going well because i'd assume that everyone was doing the job that they were being paid mm-hmm. to do it's when we are plowing in so much money and we are paying the third highest wage bill in scotland and we're struggling to win in the second highest division and really if we are paying the third highest highest wage bill my my expectation for that is at minimum third mm-hmm. yep and that, that's the bottom line. If we are paying that much money, we then cannot criticise Celtic or Rangers for paying extortions amount of money and finishing first and second because it doesn't matter because we're not finishing third. So our money argument goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, did you know that when Mongo is hit by warm milk in Shrek 2, they actually sampled the same original Japanese Godzilla sound? Wow. <laughs> did not know that one. <laughs> There was okay. also a, a statement for Foundation of Hearts just to finish that um, around 250 pledges had been cancelled. I think that's uh, about 3%. Um, I guess if you look at an average of maybe, you know, everyone putting in a, a tenner, it will be more, you know, it ends up with quite a bit of money a month. And it's, um, whilst it doesn't, probably doesn't sound that much, 250 pledges, it's going to add up. Um, and there was again, there was more chat about that might not account for the people that have paused um, and the people that have lowered the pledges. So they were maybe pledging 50 quid and they put it down to a tenner because tenner is the minimum. So I think that's uh, is a bit of a hit they've taken. So again, we'll go back to the sort of manager and the fan pressure and things. I think it'll have been noticed and it'll be interesting to see how much the actual pledge amount has come down rather than just the pledges that have been cancelled. In a, in a time when fans can't don't really have a voice apart from to vent through social media, I, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money and whatever, but it's a good way to let the club know that you're dissatisfied, isn't it? Aye. It is on one hand. At the same time, it's probably the worst time possible for the club to get less cash strapped for. Well, maybe they, should, maybe they should budget better. <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that. Maybe they shouldn't have the third highest wage bill in Scotland playing shite in the championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, just finally on, on this stuff uh, Paddy, have you been brushing up your CV today for the new vacancy at the club? Was it Leeds Recruitment Analyst is that right? Oh mate, I've had, yeah, they know all about my football manager career now so I should definitely <laughs> get the job <laughs> Who's your number one recruit who you be looking at straight away? Well I will be breaking the bank for Mario Balotelli so <laughs> I can know that I will bring some superstar Striking power to the Hearts team. <laughs> Imagine Duncan Ferguson managing Mario Balotelli. Oh, mate. <laughs> Take my money. Take my money, Hearts. Uh, okay, that's all our, our news stuff. Uh, I think after another turgid week, we better check in with old Jolly. Hello, Jolly. Are you there? 
All right, Jarvie, how's it going? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Bank holiday Monday, having a bit of a boozy afternoon. What about yourself? Aye, no bad, no bad. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to be quick tonight. Eh? I've, I've got a, a booking to get the old Barnet choke back the night, so uh, <laughs> no, it's not a good time to be a, a Hearts fan with long hair like, eh? you know, it's not going well for them. So, <laughs> aye, I'll, uh, I'll cut to the chase, eh? Hearts of the matter, you know, where are we at? Here we are. At the weekend, Hearts made the pars look like superstars. The sky is blue, rhythm is a dancer. For Paris to Berlin and every disco I walk in, my heart is pumping for love. Our ex-captain is better off elsewhere. 2020 was shite, and Hearts have decided to cash in on making such a meal out on the pitch by serving actual meals on the pitch. And <laughs> after one, I'm all about it. But I, um, did, you, did you watch the game at the weekend? I did. I did. Unfortunately, I came, came inside for the sunshine and spent an hour and a half watching Hearts indoors. Absolutely horrendous. But there was some entertainment, Jolly, as they had two match sponsors, right? The first match sponsor was called Windows, Stairs and Doors. But as the game went on, they just kept forgetting their name. They started calling them Roofs, Doors and Stairs and whatever they wanted, they just kept forgetting. And there was also a sponsor that was a pub called Something Else. And they just couldn't get their heat in that at all. The first time the guy said it, he, was, he just it went straight over his seat. And every time it came up, he just didn't get it. It was quite enjoyable. Right, so there's a man that makes stairs somewhere else. Or... <laughs> two, two separate limited companies. Windows, stairs oh. and doors. And there's a pub called something else. Right, so there's a windy company. Well, that's a pain. <laughs> Um, right, so there's a pub called Somewhere Else. Right. So if you're like, where are you tonight? Somewhere else. Right. That's quite good, that one. Aye, that's, that's good, eh? Pfeiffer patter, eh? Casual, like, I mean, I, I, I could go on board with that, you know. Aye. <laughs> well, I've not really got a question for you, but that's got me thinking, you know, I'm missing the pub and all that, and, well, I'm missing being somewhere else. So, uh, well, what, what's, you, you got a favourite pub name yourself, Jervy? The rest is as well. Uh, for me, it's just the wee creepy pub, also in Dunfermline, quite fitting. A fantastic boozer. Lovely wee pub, I kind of place Paddy would hang about as well. I believe the, the, wee creepy, <laughs> the wee creepy pub's a local haunt of yours, Jolly. Right? Oh, a local haunt. I see what you've done there, Jervy. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Going, going on that theme, uh, the goth impressed in pans. You're taking absolute chances calling your pub the goth in Scotland, to be honest. <laughs> I think we've got a theme going with you tonight, like. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a suck up, so mine's is gonna be uh, the jolly judge. I like that one. Oh, that's fantastic, <laughs> I mean. It's you always when it comes to the food and the drink, you're a man of my own hat. <laughs> well, I think for me, I mean I like I like the somewhere else, but um, I like another another classic for me is the the neighbour the end. Which is what pubs have been for the last year or so. So, aye, right, the name of the end for me. <laughs> Superb, right, Jolly. We'll let you get going. Go and get happy haircut and all that jazz. Cheers, oh. cheers boys. I'll, I'll see you later. See you later on. See you later, Jolly. Just for getting his haircut. Nine o'clock on a, a bank holiday Monday. Those uh, hairdressers are really trying to make their money back. Eh? <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's talk about this Dunfermline game. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Right, Simon, how did we we line up for this one? There, there was a lot of debate before kickoff what it was. There was so much confusion about five at the back. Aye, it was. It was a. Haddon was in midfield. I know that. The it was Smith and Halkett at centre backs, and then we had Ad White and Logan were our full backs. Am I right in thinking that? That's right. Yeah. That seems right. Eh? And then Irvin McInef in the middle with Stevenson, <laughs> my guy Steven, and Henderson, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then we had Liam Boyce up front. Aye. Because we're sticking with uh, a 4 2 3 1, even though no one's in the right position. And even when we had everyone in the right position, everyone was absolutely shite. <laughs> um, Aye, 
it's quite a defensive formation against a, a shite team, really. Like, in comparison, obviously, they're doing all right, but I've seen... 5-1 for Rafe. Yeah, a shite team, yeah. They're, they're essentially, if they didn't pick up points there, they're still in a relegation battle. Um, I know it's really tight, obviously, between between everyone, but that last playoff spot's in contention, and Dunfermline's one of the teams playing one striker again, playing Henderson. Fair enough, he, he made a difference when he came on. They've got to try and find a spark for somewhere. But when you're still playing players like Gary McKay-Steven, I'm, I'm sick of it. He offers absolutely nothing ever. Um, he's probably one of our higher earners. But we we keep playing him. And then I think, well, who else could we play him? I look at the bench and I see players like Jamie Walker. I mean, I think he's an impact sub, but I think in this team, he's got to surely start at some point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why he's not. I, I'm baffled. Just absolutely uninspiring for Rob Nelson. <laughs> well, see on Jamie Walker being an impact sub, why on earth in a game where it's 0-0 and you're bringing on Stephen Naismith instead, who's obviously going to be well out of match sharpness, mm-hmm. why on earth are you not bringing on Jamie Walker when he's what, scored the winner off the bench three times this season? And did he not score the winner off the bench against Dunfermline? Um, was that not beat them one 0 at Tynecastle? Oh maybe. yes, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe or two one. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. This season's been shite. The least memorable <laughs> season I've ever had in my life. Ken, the last championship season. You just want to talk about that? That was a fucking great time. <laughs> it feels like the suns were sunnier. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, but yeah, it would just be the option would be bring on Stephen Naismith or Jamie Walker, which is. Pretty uninspiring, isn't it? Aye, not the best. Well, Nanduli was on the bench. Came on. You don't. Why are we not playing two up front? I waited on Fairland. Unless yeah. he had a niggle, which we didn't know about. But certainly Nielsen didn't try to, you know, defend himself by saying anything after the game. No. Just, just went there with one up front. Too busy blaming the refs again. Aye. Uh, just, let's just rattle through a, a few bits and bobs of the game. We won't go through it and in heaps of detail just because it was so terrible um, Dunfermline are a big Lufanian centre back how dare they surely we own the patent for Lufanian <laughs> footballers <laughs> fucking cheek it um, normally even against Brora they started strongly in the first five minutes we normally control these games uh, but it was very nervy and very scrappy um, even worse start than normal did not feel good about it at all Dunfermline looked to settle a lot quicker than us as well. I think they they had an identity. They had an idea of how they were going to play. Um, it seemed pretty quick in the first half. They probably had like three or four chances where they were through one on one with Craig Gordon. And uh, it was it was like what two or three passes, one pass to the left, and then a pass through. They would drag the defence one way, and their wide man would just stay wide, and it was a simple ball every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just seemed so easy for them to get through. And if, if they had had their shooting boots on, it would have been 3 0 at half time, they bother. Oh, easily. Well, well, let's talk about kind of why Shrek those chances. Two. Are we talking about Shrek 2 then again? Certainly, can entertain it. Now you bring it up. Um, in the Fairy Godsmother's factory, some of the workers are putting labels on the potions on the conveyor belt, and one of their bottles is marked Fiagra. I'll let you think what they meant by that. Hmm. <laughs> Oh. Uh, here Hammy Michael Smith was playing at centre back we played right high up the park so Dunfermline just punted it right over over their nice. heads and kept running on it um, most of that was at fault of A.D. White I, I would say they definitely targeted him they were playing down his flank most of, most of that first half anyway and that's all the, where all the chances were kind of building from um, Jink A.D. White's done now even if his injury isn't serious Jink he's done yeah, I think, you know, for the, for the outset, we've always said anyway, is really just not that good. And, you know, we deal with that. And it, at times he shows so much more uh, heart and tries so much better than other players that he can sort of muddle his way through a game. But at the same time, he's just not that great. Um, and I think leaving him trying to defend when he's really got no support as well, because mm-hmm. you've got Craig Alcott to the right of you, Garam Steven in front of you, you're having to do that whole job himself, and he's just he's just not that good a player. Um, 
listen, we've done, I don't know, maybe still keeping us sort of backup, but if that's the state of our backups, then we're in a really horrible situation. So, yeah, he's like a third choice left mid left back cover player. Aye, that's where he is at. And I'm fine having him in the squad because he seems like he would work hard enough to sort of keep that position. But it must be difficult when you're in and out of the squad so often, you're not really sure what position you're going to be playing, and the person alongside you changes every week. Mm-hmm. There's just no consistency. <clears throat> yeah, when the person the person that is playing next to you is shite. <laughs> Usually, no matter who it is, it's going to be Berra, who's shite, Popescu, who's shite, and Halkett, who's been shite. <laughs> exactly. Um, Paddy, we totally uh, blasted through the news without speaking about Berra signing for Rafe Rovers on a two year deal. What are you thinking about that? Don't care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the memories, better. Moving on. Uh, speaking of shite players, Craig Halkett was quite quiet on Saturday. Uh, he didn't make too many mistakes, Hammy. Do you think he's going to manage to get himself through another 90 minutes this time? I, I think that's the perfect way to put it. He just got himself through those 90 minutes. That That's really it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, clean sheet. Fine. He done his job. He didn't fuck up. Um and that's that's how high my expectations are, Craig Halkett, at the moment. Um, Shea Logan boys, what did you make of him? Certainly can't uh, can't slag off his energy anyway. Yeah, he looked like the fittest player on the park. So I look forward to two or three weeks' time after a couple of sessions when Robbie Nielsen and him just looking as slow as everyone else. <laughs> Do you know what? We, we we tried to press this game. We tried to press. We played a high line. We tried to press Dunfermline. Obviously, we hadn't trained it very well, so it didn't work very well. Dunfermline had about four four counter attacking opportunities, but how quickly we just got tired and just started booting the ball up the park again. Mm. I'd say about. I'd give them a generous to half time. We we sort of tried to press, and then everyone just sort of thought, "Fuck this! I'm bored. I'm lazy," and we just started booting the ball up to to Liam Boyce again. Mm. Good times. Yeah. Um, Hammy, what's your thoughts on Shea Logan? You happy with what you've seen for, for now? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, give it a couple more games and I'm sure he'll be not wanting to venture too far over the halfway line. Um, yeah, he looks good. He looks exactly like the player I was expecting to come in, you know, quite an attacking yeah. fullback. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes again if it's for. He's just the end of the season just to get us over that line. Fine. Fair enough. Right. Five more points. That's all we need. So <laughs> don't fuck it up, Robbie. Come on. Um, Another one, Adam McInef kind of played in the position which we've been waiting to see uh, in the absence of Andy Halliday. A more kind of natural role for him. He still kind of struggled to make an impact on Saturday, didn't he? Just... It's just all a bit bland, isn't it? It's all very mashed potatoes. Like, they're great, but you can't just have mashed potatoes and pasta and rice. You've got to have something else in there. Uh, where's the beef wellington? Yeah, where's where's the where's the flavour? I think he's in the wrong segment. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I, I, from all honest with you, I don't even remember him much. But yeah. you could say that about the majority of the players in that game. I, I, and it's to say, I think I texted at half time and said that this is the most uneventful half of football I've seen. But I could have said that about any game this season. It's just the same stuff. From a harsh point of view, but Dunfermline could have scored. They should have yeah. scored a couple. <laughs> yeah, could have been 3 0 up at half time. Aye. Um, with McInef, something you said a few weeks ago, Simon, I think really resonates with McInef, where you, you really just feel like you can't judge him just now. You can't judge Aye. him until he's under another coach. You see what he can do. Um, it's clearly just not working for him at the moment. Um, <clears throat> Ewan Henderson probably created our best chance in that first half. It was only half a chance. Like He, <laughs> he basically got the ball in the box. <laughs> Um, but at least he was doing better than our, the rest of our 19 wingers. I did feel it was quite harsh that he was pulled quite early in the second half. Um, halftime stats were 62%, three shots, only one on target in two corners. Yeah, and that was Dunfermline having five shots, one on target. 
Yeah, that that one on target's a bit deceptive because three of them were put wide mm-hmm. by uh, by Dunfermline's lack of shooting. No, if they had their shooting boots on, we could have been on our way to the plaza at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think Robbie Nielsen saying to his, saying to the boys at halftime at this stage? Do you think he's just saying like, please? <laughs> he just pulls pulls at the brandy and goes, "I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care anymore." Just like the family's doing, lads. Yeah. <laughs> what are you spending your fortune that you're earning for this appearance fee on? <laughs> Well, whatever he said, it didn't work because immediately into the second half, Dunfermline almost scored. Uh, Craig Gordon tipped it over the bar. Then a corner came in and a, a smashing header hit off the bar. Could have been it. Could have been Curtis. I'm not sure anything he said all season's worked, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> give him give him half time in the Scottish Cup final. Give him that one. But that was all Ginelli, really. Uh, the big penalty incident, says Nielsen. Um, Robbie Nielsen said after the game that his players need to be decapitated to win a penalty at this stage, which got Twitter user, user Helen Hart absolutely rattled. Helen said Nielsen is a bloody idiot. Say that in front of families who have lost husbands and fathers to decapitation by ISIS. It's a bloody game of football. <laughs> Honestly, right, I know it's absolutely shocking that ISIS have decapitated one person, right? But I'm pretty sure there's only like two people from the UK who have ever been de- decapitated by ISIS. I really don't think it's that big of a threat that this Helen seems to think it is. I'm surprised Helen didn't bring up the French royal family, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, what did you think of the penalty incident? It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't have to come that we're scraping a 1-0 win penalty goal at Dunfermline. It should have been, oh yeah, it was unfortunate we didn't get that penalty. It was a penalty. But it doesn't matter because we've beaten them anyway. Yeah, because we still won 3-0. Aye, we still absolutely walloped Dunfermline, who are almost in a relegation battle in the championship. But nah, we're buzzing. Buzzing we got a point and unhappy we didn't get one penalty. Exactly. So I stand with Helen. to to be fair we we did we should have had a penalty there there was actually two penalties simultaneously for me michael smith and peter harring so fuck the ref but still there you go won the hell in um gary mckay stephen did actually do a thing in this game he delivered a, a beautiful first time looping cross into the box uh, which Boyce hit on goal and it was some save made by the, the Welsh keeper. So just just to note, I think that's the second time GMS has done something since signing in January. If only a player on four grand a week could do a wee bit more. Yeah. I don't know Come if on, that's Daddy, asking man. that much. Come on, he's probably really struggling. <laughs> way, way too ambitious, Paddy. Um, Aye, so we've got Eddie White went off injured. We spoke about that already. Halkett's cover, and that's going to be that until the end of the season, probably. <clears throat> um, on the 65th minute, the return of the good man on Easter Saturday, Stephen Naismith returned, coming on for Ewan Henderson. Uh, he really done fuck all other than have <laughs> one. Still two years left. I'm beginning to see. Left. I'm beginning to see a theme here with some some of these fucking players. <laughs> Two years to go, seven grand a week. It's fine. He, apparently, he's uh, he's good at coaching the, the youth players on Zoom. Oh, well, good a, for him. Really nice man. Well worth seven grand a week. Um, that was really it. There was a couple of really late chances. Uh, Craig Gordon. Uh, cleared the ball off the line on the what the 88th minute, I think it was, uh, or was that the one on the 95th minute? Can't quite remember. Dunfermline <laughs> almost scored twice in the last four minutes. Um, just absolutely dreadful stuff, really. Uh, full time stats on that one, boys 60% possession. I made it uh, 12 shots on target. Um, so that's nine in the second half. Five shots on target and five corners. So, I mean, to be fair, the pressure was on in the second half. But it's one of those games. Dunfermline could have won eight three. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Hearts on the third highest wage bill in the Scottish league should be pumping Dunfermline. Oh, Paddy Nielsen out right now. 
<laughs> I like does he not have like performance meetings where Ambunch goes off? Oh, so what have you done today? Oh well, uh, today we did not beat Dunfermline, but we might get promoted. And she's just like, yeah, no bother. Cool, let's keep this going. You know, remember when George Bush done that interview, and then he said, "Now watch this drive." Think <laughs> Robbie Nielsen's just in training, just making people watching him take really long throw-ins all the time. No, he goes in, and when she goes, "So what's been going on?" He just does a twirl in his new three-piece suit and walks back out. <laughs> then Budge goes, "Ooh." <laughs> 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 What nonsense our club is. Right, Hammy. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> Out of context, Jumbo's kickback. Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. Right, I'm going to give you all the half-time roundup uh, of Jumbo's kickback from this game. Partly because I couldn't be fucked going on to here. I was kicked back after the game um, and partly because I was steaming. But <clears throat> here we go. So this was the halftime roundup. First poster. In keeping with the big match feel you get watching from home, I'm away to pish in my sink and have a watery bovril. I don't know what he gets up to at Tynecastle, but there you go. Another one said, it just keeps getting worse. Only an imbecile would pick that garbage white. Another one says, I absolutely fucking hate watching this team. Been having a nice day. Had my first COVID jag. Nice hot dog with onions for lunch. Nice cake from NMS. Took the dog a long walk in beautiful sunshine. Back to watch 45 minutes of this crushingly dull pish and I'm fucking miserable again. That sums it up. <laughs> and Feels a bit right, eh? Another one just uh, quite succinctly just says, utter poop. Yep. Um, a Wraith team full of laddies wiped the floor with pars midweek. We look absolutely clueless and awful. Um, oh, yeah, I another... forgot um, Dunfermline had a game midweek as well, didn't they? So they must have been <laughs> knackered. But we couldn't get a penalty win over them. Ah. Um, another one says, I could have hearts playing better than this imposter of a manager, and I've only done my first three badges with the SFA. Someone replied, I have a good Woodsman's badge from the Scouts around 50 years ago and could do better than the Levine clone. Probably. A wee humble brag in there, eh? That person yeah. has literally just, <laughs> just commented there to tell everyone that he's done his first three badges. And you did um, them with UEFA, actually. The SFA oh. are just the governing body. You bloody tell. You bloody tell. Um, another one says, I'm sure Nielsen uses Morse code on these fucking slides. He has that in that fucking book they fuck about with. Dot, 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 dash, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash, dot. In English, keep the fucking ball, pass it about the bat, then fucking launch it out the park and don't shit your bricks because Big Craig will save the day. <laughs> um, another one says, what will Pep's excuses tonight? The sun was in her eyes, new player bedding in, an improvement on last week, long trip over the fourth. I don't have a fucking scooby what I'm doing. I think it'll be the last one. Another one says, grim, so grim. I really do hate watching us. Cheers, Robbie. And um, somebody said, how has Haring looked? Somebody replied, mostly backwards. And another one said, missing in action. Haring wasn't um, the flavour of the month. Another I'm fine one... just reserving on Haring now. I feel like that's this is the first time he's played like a good amount of time in a long in a long time. Mm. Yeah, aye. Um, another one says, I thought Robbie had a chat with the guys through the week. How hasn't that made them play gooder? That's an actual quote. How hasn't that played? <laughs> how hasn't that made them play gooder? Like something I would say. <laughs> uh, another one says, "Hendo, Hendo, 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 Hendo. What the fuck? How could anybody play football with somebody shouting at you constantly? If Hendo went over and banjoed him, I wouldn't blame Hendo. I'm guessing it's Lee McCulloch." I'm sorry, but you've obviously not played football because <laughs> everyone's screaming at everyone all the time. Um, and Alan says absolutely no cutting edge no desire either you would think that these players were playing in a nothing at stake game somebody replying says we have three forward gears gear one our only competitor at this speed is used by date of the milk in your fridge gear two has the game started yet gear three slow as fuck um, another one says, for those not watching, the good news is we've not missed any sitters. Well, Dunfermline have put three absolute sitters past the post, so we are better than them at not missing sitters. 
Also, Logan is playing better at right back than White is at left back, and we continue to pass the ball sideways before passing it backwards, which is probably why we've not missed any sitters. Has to be said, though, that Logan tends to look to play the ball forward, so obviously hasn't caught the Hearts virus yet. Long <laughs> throw-ins continues to fall short, while long corner kicks continue to be too long, and playing with two wingers means no crosses are coming in from either side rather than just one, so maybe a bit of progress there. My prediction is that Dunfermline continue to miss sitters. We'll get a well-earned goalless draw. Well, Ali Jambo Derbyshire, right you were right. Well done. <laughs> Two pair of lost the lottery numbers. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the halftime uh, chat um, wasn't great. And, uh, yeah, it's a fair assumption. All, all good stuff and all accurate. <laughs> Fair, fair play this week, Mr. Kickback. Thank you. Um, right, looking ahead to <clears throat> to this weekend, or rather this Friday night, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but this is probably the most nervous I've been for one of our games since maybe the Scottish Cup final, as we're playing Aloha on Friday night. It's a big game. Um, now, no longer can we win the league on Friday, but we can relegate Aloha, which is nice. It's an incentive for us. And it's live on the BBC. Um now, Nielsen prays that we find a win, uh, ending this shitty streak. Um, and after losing last time at home to Queen of the South, uh, Aloha's away form is terrible. Of course they are. They're bottom of the championship. Now, if we if we lose or draw this one, do you think Nielsen goes straight after the game, first of all? Do you think it's this no. way? That's the win? No, he doesn't go anywhere. And there's nothing like a, a team in bad form to then play hearts and beat them. We like gifting teams like that. But no, Nielsen will go nowhere. He'll be with us till the end of the season and we don't get promoted via the playoffs. Yeah. There's a fair chance that Hearts don't need any more points. I keep forgetting that. Aye, but it's not really a justification, is it? No, I just... When we mentioned potentially playing in the playoffs, it's, we're not going to be playing in the playoffs. I mean, Alloa did beat Queen of the South. More than we did. <laughs> They've, uh, they've, collected, they've collected almost this, they're one point off uh, the same amount of points as us in the last five games. They have four, we have five. <laughs> so I thought we can criticise their form all we want. It's just as good as ours. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do I, I do sort of agree with, with Cameron. I, I don't think another team will get 47 points, but you know, I, if, I think Rafe are going to do it. Like, I think they are going to, they're on such a hot streak. They've done well against Livy at the weekend. I think they, they could, if we don't pick up these five points, I think they could push us towards the last game or two. And we're playing them last game of the season. The fact that like you've got to remember is, is both because Dundee can do it as well with their game in hand because they'd be on the same points, but they're goal yeah. different. Shocking in comparison. But they both play each other mm-hmm. again. I think well, Dundee are playing tomorrow night, so that'll be interesting. And it is that little bit of, you know, if Wraith or Dundee smell a bit of bad, if we drop points again, they know what they need to do. And um, it'll, oh, we fucking should have wrapped this league up by now. It's just shocking that it's come down to this. It has. Imagine there's a, well, I was going to call it Helicopter Saturday, but it wouldn't be. They would just bring the trophy to Tynecastle. <laughs> they would either go to Hearts or Wraith, but... Oh, it's mad that we're even in a position that we're, we're now saying, oh, it doesn't matter if we don't pick up one more point in the run in our championship season because everyone else probably won't do enough. I don't think it doesn't matter. I just, I, I just don't no, think... No, I'm just saying it's mad points. that it's, we're at a point. Yeah. I, I'm quite sure that Rafe will surpass our current points tally. I think we are going to need these... Like Friday night is a must-win game, and we've not had any must-win games in our whole league season. You know, we have obviously in the cup, but we have to win on Friday night now. For me. if we if we win on Friday night, Wraith need to take maximum points for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. It's a big difference from here. We have to do this one, and if we lose on Friday, like the like we're finished. You imagine <laughs> how much the there's, there's. I feel like there's momentum now for these other teams like I feel like it's there for them but if we lose then then that is a huge carrot dangling in front of them like the the wheels are falling off if we don't win on Friday night yeah and I'm already pretty sure they're already off 
Aloha really need to get a win to, you know, keep their um, chances of staying in this league alive. What better team to play than us at the moment, really? Mm-hmm. What is the state of play with them, Hammy? Is it they are they're guaranteed either last or the relegation playoff spot now? Is that- um, so they're on eighteen point seven off Arbroath and Green Morton, um, just above them. So they're actually they're only uh, eighteen points off second place Wraith. <laughs> How many games have they got? Four. Ah, they kind of get second. Oh well. But, um, it's it is. It's. I mean, they're probably you know some getting some points is probably going to be too much for them. They're probably going to get relegated. But yeah, tough. I'm glad about that. Well, we're, we're clearly all in an optimistic mood, so let's go over to Cameron <laughs> now for buy or sell and get your picks in. Eh? I used to be calling this section sell in a bit. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's run through last week's to start with. Um, the obvious one we started with, for the second time in a row, Hearts to win. Uh, you all sold it and I bought it. So well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next one up was Hearts to have 13.5 shots in the game which I believe was their average it was their average over the last four Um, they had 12 so we all sold it well done all got a point there the possession line was 60% Um, Simon Paddy you sold it the rest of us bought it it came in at wait a minute I Possession line was 58.5 and it came in at 60, so Aye. it came in. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was a heart centre back to score again, so we didn't score. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where that leaves us is um, Simon, Paddy, myself took three, and Javin Hammy full points this week. Well done. Yay. Bastards, man. And the <laughs> overall scoring, we have Paddy still bring up the rear on 33. Then up to me on 36. You have Jarvie on 39. Simon on 40. And then Hammy with a two-point cushion out there on 42. Going away. Nearly as many points as Hearts. (laughs) Catching up with them just like me. (laughs) Well, in this tight battle towards the end of the season, some folk might have to take some risks here. So who's going to buy Hearts to win? Sell... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm buying that yeah yeah but... i'm gonna buy that as well i'm i'm in i'm nielsen in <laughs> i'm gonna buy because um... one of these days one of these weeks it's got to come in right? <laughs> uh, you'd hope so i'm gonna sell oh, oh no. you're the one that doesn't need to take risks here <laughs> it's hearts. I don't think that's a risk. Tommy's <laughs> just playing it safe. <laughs> that might be a fair point. So I have hearts down here as um, obviously I bought it to win. So um, here's the goal line over 1.5. Now I feel like against Alo at the beginning of the season, this would have been like over 4.5, over 5.5. <laughs> this is where we're at over 1.5. <laughs> Sell for hearts, schools. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sell that. We have to sell it because you've not got hearts winning. (laughs) I could draw, could draw though. Two, two. I'm gonna buy it. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm buying that. I'm also gonna buy it. Yeah. Um, so we played Alloa three times this season, beating them twice and getting knocked out of the league cup by them. Yep. So in those games, the percentage stats were fairly flat. So 60, 61 and 62 for Hearts. So let's go for the average right in the middle. At least 61% possession for Hearts in this game. Sell. I'll buy that. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to buy that. I think it'll be bang on 61 so I, I can see what Hammy's got here. Hammy's got us playing a lot of possession with no cutting edge. Oh, I wonder how he's ever thought that's going to happen. <laughs> Hammy, have you wow. applied for that job at Hearts yet? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I've got one more for you, and it's the biggie. Oh, I, I bought the last one. Um, but I know we just discussed this. 
And as much as we're saying it could run to the end of the season, Hearts could also still win the league this season, uh, this weekend, because if either Dundee or Wraith drop points and Hearts win, that'll be it. So, mm-hmm. with that in mind, will Hearts win the league this weekend? Sell, yep. sell, sell, sell. So, I'll give you a bit of context. Wraith yeah. play our both, and Dundee face Air tomorrow and then Morton on Saturday. I'll, I'll sell that. Yep, sell. I'm going to sell that because... Well, you have to. Air, <laughs> Greenock and Arbroath, <laughs> all, they're all... They're 7th, 8th, 9th. I think Wraith and Dundee will get points off them. But, Hammy, I think your, your only context there had to be that Hearts can't win the league if they don't win the game, which you've told them <laughs> Oh, shit. Ah, yeah, I need to sell. <laughs> oh, nah, yeah, we're not winning it this weekend. But although, saying that, I think... That'll be what happened. Another team will drop points and we'll win the league. It won't be us winning points to win the league. That's how bad the season it'll be. Not this week. Rafe at home to Arbroath, are they? I'd, I'm not sure. Let's just say they are. They are. <laughs> um, you've all sold and... Oh, what the hell? Hearts, this time next week, will be championship champions and promoted. There you Ooh. go. <laughs> Join, join us next week for the big celebrations. <laughs> back if, uh, there'll be DVDs if this season, the glory years. Oh, God. And there you go. Superb. Um, well, thank you, boys. That was that was good. We've At least we keep smiling through these trying times, eh? <laughs> Um, and special thanks to Padman Productions for all his editing time and putting this show together. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you would like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice video view. But otherwise, spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. <laughs> Davey, have you heard these boys? They didn't have to go a little pitch.